Hello, and welcome to the PPM Podcast by Rego Consulting. I'm Steve Winchester, and joining me today is the always happy, always spunky Camille Pack. Hi, Steve. It's so good to hear your voice. I've missed you over the holidays. It's It's been a little bit of a break, and uh, it's good to hear your voice, too. How is How are things up in Portland today? Um, it's not raining, so it's it's fabulous. There's no uh, <laughs> there's no uh, bombing blizzard going on up at uh, up at your place. No, it's it's, pa- it's practically tropical right now. <laughs> well, it's good that we got the weather report out of the way. So before we jump into our you know our podcast, we want to let every everyone know that also joining us today is the man behind the virtual production curtain, Rego Creative Director Extraordinaire Michael Murdoch. Michael, how's it going so far for you? It's good. You know, just uh, listening to everybody, making sure everything sounds okay. Tropical paradise <laughs> if for you, like- you as well? Yeah. Oh, it's it's great here. <laughs> if you uh, And if you like the podcast, uh, just uh, leave us a five-star rating. Help us grow our audience. Also, let us know what the weather's like in your neck of the woods. So, speaking of our audience and the weather and things like that, several weeks ago, one of our first podcasts, we asked for you to let us know what your favorite movie was. And we re- we received a submission, Camille, all the way from Israel, from David Cohen in Israel. And so we have an international yes. audience. Isn't that awesome? That's so exciting. David said that it was great to hear about PPM from a professional's perspective like us. He's told us good job. And he said his favorite movie is Moneyball with Brad Pitt. Good show. And it's a good story about how analysts can affect the outcome of sports games. And I'm sure that it can also help project managers affect the outcome of their projects, correct? Absolutely. You can build those hours. We told you so. That's right. Well, speaking of <laughs> movies, you can still submit to us your favorite uh, movies that, you, that you're enjoying by sending us an email at podcast at regoconsulting.com. And uh, we recently, I think, Camille, we were just talking about the new Star Wars that came out. We both enjoyed that show. It was fantastic. I loved it. Great show. What else do we have on tap today, Camille? So we'll tell you how to save $300 on Rego University for CAPPM or Clarity Training. We've got a free bug tracker available for JIRA. We'll also get people lined up with portfolio management and Jaspersoft training from some really incredible professionals. And that is also free. And then we have a white paper and a webinar and an interview with one of my favorite people, Josh Leone. I'm not, I'm not going to do any spoilers, but I just get the feeling... Our conversation with Josh is going to be pretty epic. Oh, yeah. Josh Josh blows my mind. He's awesome. He's awesome. So let's talk first about uh, Rego University. Tell us a little bit about how our listeners can save $300. So save $300 because right now is early bird and you don't want to miss it if CAPPM or Clarity, as you may call it, is your tool of choice because it's the most attended training and networking and knowledge sharing event of its kind. We've got over 200 community members that show up and they represent over 100 companies and institutions that use Clarity. It's incredible. It's a great event. So you, they, you can go to the notes in this, uh, in this link, or you can also go to regouniversity.com. Another thing we have, Camille, is that uh, this week we announced that we, are, uh, w- we have two Jira apps in the ServiceNow app store. One is free. One is, has been a paid-for one, but we just made it free this week, and that is the uh, bug tracker for Jira. So what, 
What you can do with this is this uh, Jira connector allows you to integrate your ServiceNow projects with Jira Bug. So it's great, great application. It's now available for free along with our other Jira connector that's on the App Store. So information about that will also be in our program notes. We also have um, free training available for portfolio management and Jaspersoft training. We've been offering this for, what has it been, like the last year that people have been showing up? Easily at least a year. And I think every class is sold out, uh, or I, I don't know, sold out, it's free, but uh, it's limited um, limited in amount, number of people that can attend each Friday session. And those those sessions are almost always filled up completely. Right. I think they're four hour sessions and we have fantastic trainers that are that tell people how they can start portfolio management implementation or investigate it and learn about, you know, all the prerequisite things that you need to have going on there, as well as the Jaspersoft class, which always gets rave reviews. Yeah, very, very great classes. And we also have a new white paper, how to set up an RMO the right way. Yeah. So obviously enterprise resource management isn't new. Everybody needs to know if they have the right people working on the right things, but there's some common problems that we hear people saying a lot. Yeah. Things like, uh, uh, we, we, we don't have enough people to do all of the work, uh, but they don't have a way to justify or validate it. Yes. Right. Um, and we don't know who's working on what at an enterprise level, or I don't have visibility into resource issues until right now. And right now is in the middle of a conflict. Yeah. So great, great white paper, uh, that uh, gives some really insightful information on your RMO. How to take ownership with an RMO. And then we have a upcoming webinar that's coming up, uh, which I think will also be valuable. It's with Wes McCubrey and Jen Scarlato, two of our great people. And in fact, I think they've both have been podcast guests of ours as well. So they will be doing a webinar on communicating the value of project and portfolio management. Right. So this will help you define the value of PPM, um, both for you personally and for your organization. Yeah, I think there'll be some great insights there. They're, Jen and Wes are just wonderful presenters. So with that, I think we've gone through some of the, uh, you know, business or logistical items we wanted to make people aware of. So now what time is it, Camille? It's interview time. So we told you we've got Josh on board today, Josh Leone. He's responsible for software engineering and technical innovation at Rego. And he's just the go-to guru for everything that's related to project and portfolio management. And his team is regarded as some of the most knowledgeable experts in the field. So we're really looking forward to having Josh on. Hey, Josh, how's it going? I am wonderful. How are you guys? Good. Hi, Josh. We are fantastic. So you're one of the most popular guys at Rego. It's well acknowledged and everyone respects your vision. You've got really great insights. And I know when it comes to technical matters that you're just the right hand man wherever you go. So when did you know that you had a special knack for innovation? Well, uh, that's a, it's a compliment that's, uh, I don't know if that's true or not, but it sounds good. <laughs> it's on paper. <laughs> um, you know, I've been in what this PPM space for 19 years now, uh, almost straight out of high school. Um, I, I learned real, real early on. I should say my bosses learned early on that I was a really crappy developer. Um, and that I shouldn't write code for our products, but that I could talk technical and you could stick me on the phone with a customer. So I've had this weird uh, foot in both camps for the last almost 20 years, somewhat technical, somewhat customer-facing. 
Um, and it's, it's worked. Um, uh, you know, early on it was, it was weird for me being a pretty quiet non people person. I was a, you know, two year captain of my track team of 80 people in high school voted on, you know, even as a, as an underclassman. Uh, and I'm not quite sure why I'm not quite sure why people flocked to me for that kind of stuff, but it seems to have, uh, followed me along the whole way. I think I think it's your mix of being super smart and like really humble. So it's just like a blast to tease you. Yeah. It, it makes you likable. I, I, de- <laughs> I definitely get a lot of that, but that's okay. <laughs> so in one of those past prestigious lives, you ruled the world as the director of clarity SWAT at CA. So that sounds really exciting, like an adventure <laughs> SWAT programming yeah yeah, it was it was an adventure um it was necessary at the time um we were going through major transitions with the product moving it from an on-premise to a SaaS team uh we've kind of blown up our support model and there was five or six of us that had grown up with the product and could dive into really nasty stuff without having to take developers out of uh, writing code um, or support people handling general questions. So um, we did that. Uh, It was a very stressful time. Uh, You're essentially on call 24 hours a day, seven days a week. I think I had a span of 120 days that I worked straight to keep that thing running. Um, And when I left, it was a little uh, post-traumatic stress. The phone phone would ring and you'd get a little sweaty and freak out a little bit. (laughs) Because you knew for the last five years when the phone rang, it was never anything good. Uh, And I always joke with the the customers that I talk to now that uh, remembered me from then because I knew whatever they went through to get to me uh, was not a good experience. So I always have to apologize. Like, uh, if you know my name and uh, you ever had to talk to me while I was at CA, you went through uh, significant torture to get there. (laughs) Wait, so you said six people that grew up with the product. So you're talking about all the way back from when it was formed on a yacht. Is that a story I remember yep, right? Yep, pretty much. Uh, actually, pre, uh, pre-cruise time. So this product uh, you know, really started in the early to mid-90s. Uh, I came in as late, NICU, as, is that right? As ABT. Uh, oh. And then I came in at 1998 um, at the ripe age of 20 or 19, somewhere right around there. And um, yeah, and then we watched the evolution of it from uh, ABT, which was a good product suite, to being bought out from a dot-com that didn't really have uh, a vision at the time, but had a lot of money, and uh, sent us all on a cruise to go build what would become Clarity, which was a a very adventuresome time. Uh, Four products that got acquired by one company with uh, four different, uh, very different technology method methodologies um, things of that nature and you know there's nothing like shoving everyone on a cruise with a lot of alcohol to get people uh together so it uh it worked in the end um but you know if you look under the hood of the product there's a lot of a lot of strange things that people ask me about like why is this name this way and why is that name that way and i can only attest that it was someone in santa clara named it one way and someone in chicago named it a different way and uh, most of that stuff is gone now but for for many years it was uh, it was pretty interesting a lot of a lot of interesting skeletons in the closet with this product oh, wow that's pretty cool well um, let's switch away from talking about PPM for a moment and talk about a little bit about you so our audience can get to know you better. You live in a beautiful area in Northern California, and where you specifically live, I know people here at Rego affectionately refer to it as the compound. So tell us a little about a little bit about the Josh Leone compound. Uh, yeah, it's it's kind of compoundish. Um, I'm <laughs> I am in what, what's called West Sonoma County. Uh, if anybody 
saw those big fires that happened in Northern California uh, and during October. That was about 10 miles to my east, so just outside of uh, where I live. But uh, I'm on three and a half acres up in the Redwoods. My parents are next to me on five and a half, and my sister is next to them on two and a half. So. Wow. Uh, it's it's cool. it's kind of compoundish. Um, you know, I think there's a common there's a common driveway for two of us, and uh, driveway next on the third. But uh, I'm definitely out here alone. Um, our town is small; it's three thousand people. It's about three miles from here, and outside of my uh, my 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 family, there's no real neighbors. It's just me and the uh, wild turkeys uh, and uh, various other wildlife that come cruising by. And how long's your commute into your office? Uh, well, my office is outside of the house, but it is on the compound. It's about, uh, I don't know, I'd say 150 feet from the house, about an elevation gain of 100 feet up on a little little perch um, mountainside. I built it uh, with my dad about six years ago now. Uh, after I was on the phone uh, really early in the morning, actually with a, a CA customer, and my uh, then toddler came in and hung up the phone. Uh, no. It's time for me to move my office outside of the house. So, uh, so it's a little, little 10 by 12, looks very official um, with uh, four monitors. And uh, yeah, I, I commute up here every day. Oh, that's awesome. That's, that's cool. Now, you mentioned the wildfires, and I know that uh, that was really devastating to your community, and you did a lot to help out around that. Tell us a little bit about some of the things that you did to help out your friends and your neighbors. Yeah, it was uh, it was a scary time. Um, I I woke up from a I, I commonly wake up at two or three in the morning anyway for working with the, my team in India and or the you know our partners in Germany. And my text went off at like one thirty, and I, it said you know all Sonoma County firefighters report to duty, which is kind of a big deal. And you start poking around and you see these fires uh, starting to sprout up. And it's not that common in this area to get the conditions that cause that. And uh, by three in the morning, um, I woke my wife up and said, okay, we have to go prepare for imminent imminent damage here. Um, and it was like that for a while. We were ready, uh, packed up to go for about seven or eight days because it took almost 30 days wow. for those to get uh, put out. Uh, but once we figured out that we weren't going to be a participant, uh, it was time to go out and help um, between myself and what I would call as my my friends and friends of you know friends of friends. Uh, our network of people we know of at least 600 families that lost everything. Uh, most wow. most had 90 seconds to three minutes to get out of their homes. Um, yeah. And so we, we went into, we know that a lot of people would get taken care of either by a combination of insurance or, or GoFundMes and things of that, but it didn't help them uh, immediately. So we went out and started, uh, fundraising for just gift cards just to, to get people, um, stuff right away. And, um, uh, I just, uh, took on the cost of what it was for like activating visa cards. Cause as someone asked me, you know, why don't you get people Amazon cards? And I said, these are people that don't have wallets anymore. Or shoes, you yeah. know, going to Amazon yeah. or or a mailbox. Going to Amazon is not really an option. <laughs> they need to be able to go to a physical store and buy stuff. And uh, in about two weeks, we raised uh, actually a little less than that, about ten days. We raised about eleven thousand uh, dollars. Got some out to people that needed it, and uh, in the same time, going to make that into something more official and continue to help. This is a it's a community that's. Definitely, uh, you know, when you say California, people either think of Los Angeles or they think of Silicon Valley, and that's not this community. Uh, it's a it's a little bit uh, on the poor side, and um, you know, if we can contribute and help out, uh, we try to do that. The the toughest part is trying to stay kind of anonymous while doing it, because um, that's you know you don't really 
need to I'm not one who likes to go out and, and, and prance myself around in what I'm doing. So, um, you know, I'm, I'm trying hard to, to kind of keep it, keep it quiet and, uh, and, and help, help without making it all about me. That's kind of the objective. Yeah, that, that was really cool what you did. And I, I thought what was even really touching was like for people that donated, uh, you would write back to them and you would let them know about the family that you gave the money to and what they used it to buy. And that was pretty cool. I think that really made it very real and knowing that you were helping people out. Yeah, you know, I, I'm i not one who likes to donate to big corporation kind of things, Red Cross places, because I'm not confident that some person at the top's not reaping the benefits of that. Um, so I wanted to make sure that anyone that gave me their hard earned money, that they knew exactly where it went. Um, cause it's yeah. a big deal. It's a big deal to, yeah. to have faith in someone that you're going to give them some money to help someone out and that you're going to know where it's going to go. So it was really important at the same time. I, I, my used my not so fantastic development skills to, to write some software to make that easier for me, but that was good too. It's always good. <laughs> always, always good to keep your, you know, your thumb on the pulse, uh, when you're a closet developer. That's right. Well, let's change our uh, conversation back to uh, to what you do professionally. So you're responsible for uh, technical innovation at Rego, and you d- you come up with some amazing things. Your team is just I, I I find them to be just some of the most brilliant people I've met. And tell us a little bit about some of your favorite projects. And do you have a sneak peek you can share with us on anything you're working on that you're really excited about? Yeah, um, you know, I, I would say on our CA side, the our most favorite project that we built is what we called that this action item responder. Um, being with the product for so long, uh, it was a gap that we've long had. And as a team, we failed at building it the first, I don't know, 10 iterations. Uh, we've worked on this thing for over two and a half years. And we gave ourselves really strict guidelines and rules to follow. And we weren't going to to kind of violate those just to get something out the door that, you know, met a check mark, but didn't actually help customers. Um, so that was, um, that was a lot of fun. Uh, we, we're, we grow together. What does it do? Um, this is something that allows you to respond to notifications and items and outside of uh, Clarity or say PPM just through email. Uh, so, you know, you, you're a resource manager that um, has people on a timesheet and that, that uh, message, you know, Joe and you know, Joe has uh, submitted his timesheet and needs to be reviewed for approval. You can do all of that right from your email without having to navigate into the tool, um, pinch and zoom your way in on your phone or something of that nature. And it, it really kind of hit home for me when this summer I was out camping and we were testing this and I was out on a trail and my message came through that said, Dave's timesheet has been submitted and I could press the button and approve it while I was out hiking. And I knew right there that this, this, this was <laughs> going to be winner. something, this was going to be something that was going to be useful to people far more than me. Uh, and that's, that's what I knew <laughs> that we, we really had it. So it was, uh, yeah, it was pretty cool. But as a team, we're, you know, we grow together. Um, I'm not going to pretend that I have all the answers. Um, and so we, we kind of, we win together, we fail together and we move on. Um, we're, uh, even though we're building technical items, these are not, you know, what you would consider standard developers, majority of them. They're really, really smart technical consultants. So I'm just trying to bring them a little bit of development discipline and not stifle their innovation and their creativity. Um, by putting too much rigor around it. And sometimes we get it right, sometimes we don't, but we're able to, you know, we have a lot of flexibility to, to make it right. 
Um, so we can fail at something like the action item responder 10 times until we get it right without it being a huge burden to the company. Uh, but when it hits, it hits really well. That's great. That's awesome. It's the Einstein That's team. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so you said that you've been enmeshed in project and portfolio management since you were 19 years old. What's a consistent challenge that you've seen people face over the years? Um, well, I've I learned really early on that from a functional standpoint, I didn't really want anything to do with it. I really liked the technical side. Um, I allowed uh, you know people like uh, like Dan here at Rego to handle the the functional pieces. It was just not my bag of tea because I saw how much um, that world was different from a technology world. Um, but what I always see people struggle with is they've uh, they have access to these tools. Um, they're very passionate and very loyal, which is great, uh, which is probably unlike most industries. Uh, most of the people that we see and encounter today have been in this industry for you know, 10, 15 years, and they're going to grab their product, be very loyal to it. Um, the ability to innovate quickly enough um, is tough. Um, you know, even from a company like uh, CA that has the resources available to them, being able to get features out the door that customers need in, a, in an evolving world uh, where, you know, here we are in 2017, it's vastly different than what it was 10 years ago. And the workforce that's coming in is vastly different. Uh, if you look at the generation that's uh, probably the next generation behind me um, that are in their early 30s, late 20s, a little bit out of college. This is the, the digital, purely digital age. They did not grow up any analog where, you know, I would say my generation kind of bridged both. We started off analog and ended digital. Their requirements to getting these tools and working with them is vastly different than what it was 10 years ago. And I think that technology's ability to keep up with that is is a little bit of a struggle that I see. Um, but we'll we'll see how it plays out. It's uh, It's fascinating to watch, you know, watch a, a new millennial generation come in and try to do core, you know, project management, which is a very kind of old methodology and, um, and see where these tools kind of fail them um, and where they're going to go to evolve to, you know, a new workforce. That's great. That's mm -hmm. great. And, you know, I occasionally uh, get the good fortune of being able to get a little bit of a preview of all the things that you're thinking about and your list of, you know, potential projects and innovations. And it's just amazing to me how, how much you have your, your, your finger on the pulse of what's going on and the, like the changing dynamics of PPM users and stuff like that. You're, you're really so talented that way. Now, um, let's pause for a moment as we get to the end of this interview. We typically will ask, uh, our guests to tell us about their, their, their biggest travel nightmare, but, you know, you mentioned with that with the uh, action item responder that you re you were replying to things while you were out hiking. Uh, I think probably one of the all time great vacations I've ever heard of, and I think you're planning another one next <laughs> year. So tell us a little bit about the Josh Leone approach to vacationing. Oh. <laughs> uh, well, Josh never really goes on vacation, which is unfortunate. Um, <laughs> but I do try to get out and travel and I just work while I travel. Um, I try to get to Hawaii as often as possible, once or twice a year, if I can. Um, but people usually don't know it because you just get up early, get your job done and, and move on. You can you can work and do those things. Otherwise, in the summertime, uh, we have a travel trailer, uh, 30 foot tow behind, and we try to get out. Uh, for a month or so at a time between the family and uh, and get out and work and travel at the same time. We did 27 days last last summer. Um, 
and it worked out really well. Um, oddly enough, uh, as a family, it's myself, my wife, and two boys that are 13 and 10, and we get along really well, which is nice. So uh, even with a teenager in the house, we, we have no issues going out and traveling for that amount of time. And you just work from the road, got a good cellular connection, um, you know, hook up your, your laptop and go. And we saw, we went from California all the way up to Washington, back down. And uh, next year, we're hoping to get out to Wyoming, maybe um, South Dakota, uh, hit Yellowstone on the way. And uh, yeah, and we're going to continue to do that until the uh, the kids revolt. And then it'll just be uh, myself and the wife. That'll be the plan. That's, That's pretty awesome. cool. Well, if you hit if you hit Yellowstone, we'll have to make sure you get over to West Yellowstone where my parents have a cabin. And I'm sure they'll welcome you in for some chocolate chip cookies or something like that. That's always good. I mean, that's, that's, it's always good to have contacts, right? I, I went over to our partner in, uh, in Germany a couple of weeks ago and, and spent some time traveling there, um, with it design. And that was amazing. And if I wouldn't have had some people there to, uh, to help, uh, guide me along the way, I would have been in trouble. So it's always good to, uh, it's always good to, to know people and have you know, people around the world that you can communicate with to, to help you in those travels. That sounds awesome. Hey, Josh, if I remember right, uh, you have a game room uh, with some uh, classic arcade games. Uh, do you have a favorite? We do. Um, it's, it's, it's pretty small, but um, I am a avid Donkey Kong fan. Um, I wouldn't say I'm, a, I yes. wouldn't say I'm a, any King of Kong, but uh, I'm a 50 to 70,000 point player. So respectable, but not great. Um, something that, you know, when and keep my quarter for a little while. We actually brought our machine over to uh, my sister's house for New Year's um, and uh, had some little uh, gaming competition there. And we play a lot of pinball here, and uh, that's always fun. So I try to try to give my kids a little bit of the uh, old school and let them have the new school. They're, oddly enough, very big fans of uh, video games made in the 90s, so huge Mario uh, Nintendo fans. So we, we do a lot of that. We play a lot of family Mario Kart. Um, so we, yeah, we're a... We're pretty pretty tight knit group here. All right. Well, Josh, we know you're a busy person, so we thank you for the time that you took to be with us today. It was great to get to know you a little bit better, and thank you for sharing some of the cool things that are coming out of your group. All right. Well, thanks, you guys. Thanks, Bye. Josh. Well, Camille, I told you it was going to be an epic interview. Josh is just <laughs> awesome, isn't he? <laughs> I love Josh. Uh, so as we wrap up, let's take a look at what's ahead on our radar for our next podcasts. Coming up soon, we're going to show you six strategies for getting PPM buy-in from your organization, everyone from team members to your executive management. But in addition to that, it, we just like to let our listeners know that uh, we don't like to uh, you know, toot our own horn too often, but uh, we received some great news over the holiday that Rico Consulting was awarded as recognized as one of the top 25 project management solution providers of 2017. And that is a lot of because of the work that Josh has done and his Josh and his team have done. That's right. I'm really proud of the people we work with. They're they're pretty amazing. And for those of you that are managing projects and teams, don't forget to submit your favorite movie to our project manager movie contest. That's right. We're grateful that you've taken the time to be with us and to listen to this podcast. If you have suggestions or if there's a, something that you'd like us to include in our podcast, an interview, a topic, whatever you might have, please drop us a line at podcast at regoconsulting.com. The PPM podcast, as always, is produced by Michael Murdoch.